Hello and welcome to the PR Moment podcast. I'm really pleased to have with me today Deepshika Dharamraj, who is the CEO of BCW in India. Welcome, Deepshika. Thank you so much, Parul. It's a pleasure to be here with you, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Deepshika, before we dive into the trends of PR, which are uh, emerging, uh, you know, across the across the globe and and in APAC and India, especially post pandemic, I'd like to first discuss the fact that you know you've been handling the integration. You've been at the head of uh, leadership while the integration is taking place, not only at the global level between Cone and Wolf and BCW, but uh, uh, but also at the local level between Genesis uh, BCW and Six Degrees BCW. given uh, given um, you know the number of tasks that you had to handle uh, would you sh- narrate your experience and what were the key challenges of that and how did you handle it yes um, so parul it's been a exciting 3 years for us at bcw in india um, and this is even before the pandemic so it first started with the global merging together of bursan mastella and cone and wolf and in india of course there was genesis which was part of bursan mastella and 6 degrees which was part of cone and wolf so our journey started 3 years back where we started looking at working together so we had been competitors still then and it was now sort of uh, looking to each other to say okay we have to work side by side as colleagues and i have to say what really worked for us was collaboration it was that was at the heart of everything that we did uh, we said we will take time we said we're not going to be in a hurry scurry just to do things for the sake of it and just try and integrate in a forceful manner but we will let it take time we will spend time to get to know each other and we will collaborate so that we ensure we retain the best of both the brands because Genesis of course had a whole history of over 27 years that we were uh, we had been in the country 60 degrees had this beautiful legacy of 10 years very entrepreneurial journey that Zack and Rishi had put together so we wanted to make sure that we didn't lose that essence of both these wonderful brands while making sure we come together and integrate so collaboration was key and then i think the second thing that really worked for us is putting some real milestones in place and we worked very closely as a leadership and i have to say um i wasn't the leader overall at that time so we were all equal leaders and we were all coming together and we setting set down the milestones of how will this integration journey take place and i think that also helped so while the pandemic came in and disrupted a lot of our thinking in our milestones but again the very fact that we were together in mind helped because we were able to deal with the challenges that the pandemic threw up and we thought through it together we supported each other we held each other's hand and made sure that yes neither one of us would get very adversely impacted with the pandemic so there was a lot of sharing a lot of uh, conversations and discussions and i think uh, i also have to give it to my leadership at both at the the genesis side as well as the 6 degree side where the leaders came together so even the second rung of leaders actually came together and worked together and uh, eventually we started with the first milestone of integration at the back end 
it took a year almost to do that and like i said we were sure we're not going to do it in a tearing hurry and make things a mess we would take our time do it the right way people and the interests of the people have to be at the heart of everything that we do our clients have to be at the core center of the solutions that we are going to provide and make sure we carry them along in this process so i'm actually quite happy that this almost now 3 year journey has sort of worked out pretty well our people are strong our clients are strong with us and we now together go forward as bcw india group overall as a structure which uh, i took over the helm of that as a leader in december 2021 um and yes it's um looking forward to this journey now together uh, you mentioned uh, milestones which are planned would you be able to share some insights because this is a rare look at you know what happens when such vast integration is taking place what were these uh, milestones and what were the challenges with uh, perhaps uh, reorganization of the staff yeah so uh, the milestones was uh, so the, the first major milestone was that we were going to integrate our functions right so we actually our functions of finance hr talent admin it so we actually broke these up into smaller work streams and we set saying that okay first we will do the finance and compliance because that's always the more important ones as you can understand and uh, we were also further aligning with wpp so it's not just bcw but also wpp in india and so our first set of milestones were with finance and getting everything aligned with the right kind of compliance and governance because as you know especially with genesis as well as with six degrees governance ethics and doing the right thing is very important so that was step 1 then we looked at our uh actually we looked at the simpler ones of it and admin which were easier to do and we also came together as uh, offices so we all moved into the wpp campus both in bombay as well as in gurgaon so that was a easier one to do of coming together as location of course uh, the pandemic happened and we were work from home and so on but we still co-located in the same wpp campus so that was a low hanging fruit which we could do quickly uh, the the people integration was the one which we wanted to take the maximum time with because that involves emotions it involves a lot of uh, i'd say preconceived notions and some apprehensions and concerns right so we wanted to ensure that we take it slowly step by step address all those concerns and apprehensions and then we created structures which would benefit both the firms as well as grow into a larger bcw india structure you mean example so, such a structure so uh, yeah so just to give you an example of structure uh, we used to have something called the india we still have the india management team and genesis right and so when we looked at the combined structure we said okay the india management team will now stretch across what is called bcw india so while i am the ceo of bcw india we have a chief talent officer priya who's a, a chief talent officer for all of bcw india uh, kriti is the chief finance and compliance officer officer for all of bcw india so we created these roles which would go across and become the bcw india roles 
and then we looked at each of us separate practices and divisions uh, some of the divisions became bcw in india divisions like canvas which is a creative content hub part of our creative content hub was now available to both the brands it wasn't just going to be a genesis brand or a 63s brand similarly alphabet which is a very strong content team in alpha uh, in 6 degrees became a bcw india team so we took the best from both combined them and made sure they were available to the best benefit of clients from both the brands so some of these structures have actually evolved and we gave them some time we gave them you know we sort of tested out how it would work we saw how it would settle in and then we supported that so a lot of the hub today is now a bcw india hub which is available to all the brands you also know we have gci health which is actually a third brand uh, which we introduced just before the pandemic in 2020 i think january 2020 is when we launched gci health in india so that also became while it wasn't a new integration but yes we had to sort of build that also as a third brand so now we have a bcw india structure we have some very strong services at the core of that which are infrastructure services as well as our hub services our public affairs is available to all outstanding speakers bureau and so on is available to all the three brands and then we have the individual practice structures in each of the three brands that we work with today that's wonderful uh, this is really one last question i have on this integration piece and then we'll move on to talking about uh, uh, pr uh, trends um uh, what about uh, attrition of people were there any fears about that and how were they handled are with any change there will be movement of people i think it's something you have to accept and you have to embrace um it's not to get overtly emotional or overtly stressed out about it but accept the fact that yes there will be changes people will look for different paths they will look for different directions and we've always at least i've always had this philosophy that let people explore what works for them best right and on our part we will always support them we will cheer them on and we'll always encourage them so there should be no sort of bad blood animosity or why are you leaving and why are you leaving at this time we don't do any of that it's if people have decided to do different things then we let them go on that journey and what i can promise and assure them is we'll always be there to support them and be with them in that journey you know the last 30 years of being with genesis there have been so much change and movement always i mean change has always been constant for us so from what i gather you um, uh, the the merger did not really result in in uh, officially people being asked to down there was no downsizing or right sizing as they call it that took place um you know i think so 2020 was a year when like i said we were still aligning and putting the milestones so there was no question of asking people to downsize or move on um the business overall so a lot of because it was a pandemic here so what we did very consciously was we were obviously not hiring too many people from outside 
So we were realigning jobs and roles. And I, I think uh, the year gave us that time to realign some of the roles and create newer roles for people. So it's also a misnomer that, you know, when a merger happens, there are a lot of redundancies. I think the, the point is, are you able to create different roles for people? And are they open to take those different roles? Create new roles and new services. Like we know the pandemic also brought with it a whole lot of new opportunities, right? With the whole digital explosion that happened, uh, employee comms came into forefront. So there were a lot of new services opportunities also that came up in the pandemic. So it was really helping people to realign to some of these new roles. And therefore, we were able to, I'd say, we, I mean, there was no sort of real planned redundancies as such. It was, we were not hiring too many new people, but we were spending time to realign people to new roles and help them succeed in those new roles. Uh, thanks, that's actually very well explained. Uh, moving on to the trends, we all know some of the general trends which came in, like you said, health services are ESG health. It, it's on a, you know, on the, on the rise. Digital is is yeah. everywhere. But as as you know, as as the head of of one of the top three major agencies in in the country, what do you feel about the real changes which uh, need to happen? The integration with data sciences. Um, you know the integration with with greater con creative uh, content. I know Genesis has already done uh, some of that. The adoption of AI and metaverse. What yeah. do you see as the real changes that the PR consultancy side has to uh, make to really take advantage of these changes? Yeah, so I think a, um, a, a couple of areas we need to look at. The first one is, I mean, you spoke about ESG, right? We are saying you need to go beyond just ticking the boxes on ESG and trying to sort of work with the sort of whatever is the semi guidelines on what you have to do on ESG. We are saying as an organization, you need to look at what is the purpose. You have to, your strategy has to be driven by purpose, which has to be at the core of your strategy and your future growth. And the, once you identify that purpose, how do you ensure that it is understood by all the various stakeholders who engage with the business? And that's where communications also comes in very strongly, right? Because one is articulating your purpose. So we, we help organizations do that today. Then putting purpose at the heart of your strategy and making sure you have the right kind of initiatives and programs in the organization which take that forward. So we help with that also along with our partners like White Kettle. And then importantly, how do you make sure every stakeholder understands that purpose and where the organization is going to be focused towards? So when you look at this whole piece, Parul, I think it goes beyond just an ESG or a CSR program. So that's one big one. And the reason I say it's a big trend is because globally, we've seen it come alive quite a bit. In India, a lot of companies are now waking up to that. Some of the multinational companies are already pretty much uh, you know, down the curve on having purpose 
and aligning purpose to their objectives. But there's a lot, lot more that can be done. So that is one key area that we are focused with. And that's why we've launched the Corporate Social Purpose Plus uh, practice. Uh, the second one, and you touched upon it, is this whole digital and data driving communication. And, and I think this is where we have to spend a lot more time as consultancies and advisors to be able to take data and get the right insights and then create the ideas and the campaigns that will help our our clients achieve their business objectives right and this is where all the new technologies come in and we have to understand those technologies we have to understand the power of ai and how will that be used to derive insights how do you use ar vr or metaverse and how do you bring that alive to be able to communicate more effectively the kind of campaigns you're doing so and this is where and i've talked about this before us being a part of the larger WPP ecosystem is very, very useful for us, right? Because not only do we bank on learning from the BCW world globally, but we also pick up a lot of learning from WPP in India, which has some of the leading communication partners and agencies. So we learn together. And I believe that will also help us ensure that we are putting the right kind of advice on the table for our clients on how do you create compelling storytelling in the digital world. So that's the second one. And I think the third one, which um, it's really what the pandemic brought to the forefront was engagement with employees. And while we used to do a fair amount of employee communication earlier, but the requirement now has multiplied tremendously and it's not just about you know a one-way communication but it's truly a two-way engagement process that needs to be set up in organizations where you need to get people to have a sense of belonging and they must understand the direction and the purpose of the organization for them to get aligned to the goals and the objectives and i think uh, here again using some of the new tools with social media and using social media tools to your advantage and employee comms is something that we've been experimenting with. And you'll soon see us coming out with another very interesting, um, I, I'm not going to tell you more details. I'll wait for it, but we're going to come out with another very new service, which will address employee comms. And I, I believe it's going to make a big difference. So these are some of the, I think, the top two or three trends that we see emerging and you know at at definitely at genesis and now of course at bcw we've always wanted to be a step ahead so we don't wait we put our effort and our thinking ahead of some of these trends and we ensure we are bringing solutions to our clients even before some of the other um, i'd say people in the uh, communication world have started using them especially in India. Uh, one last question um, about yes. this, um, you know, the trends part of it. I mean, a lot of the other CEOs have also raised the issue of uh, retainers and scope creep. So uh, a yes. lot of people are saying does require a budget, especially 
And there's a strange reluctance uh, client side to commit to even data budgets, uh, even a basic research. Uh, so in that scenario, uh, have you seen any change in, in this? So I think it's different for different clients, Parul. It depends on where they are in their communication life cycle. Okay. Uh, the more mature organizations with who are mature on the communication life cycle are willing to look at spending on, so let's say, for example, measurement techniques, right? And willing to invest in some of the measurement tools that are required to show the effectiveness of communication as well as make sure the campaigns are delivering to what the, uh, are the required objectives. And then there are some clients who are more newer on the communication journey and they struggle to sort of uh, put aside the kind of budgets that may be required. And I think that's where our role as consultants and advisors is to handhold them in that journey. Uh, very candidly, to answer your question on are retainers under pressure? Yes, they are under pressure. And it's therefore incumbent upon us to ensure that we are constantly showing our value on what we bring to the table. And we move from purely doing transactional work to doing more advisory and council-led work. So, which is why if you look at like some of the services I spoke about, we're, we're not talking about the transactional work of how many press releases have I sent out or how many interviews have I done. And I think that's the other thing that our pricing models have to evolve. And they have to change. Uh, the retainer model addresses some bits and parts, but it does not really reflect the final true value that you're bringing to the table, right? So then there's a time module, there's a material module, there's a project module. So we have to start experimenting with a whole lot of pricing strategies to be able to arrive at the right mix with our clients and really partner with them on how do they price their communication work. So yeah, it's it, it's a it's a partnership. I think just blaming clients of oh you're reducing retainers it, that's a little myopic because uh, they also have challenges. They have they have their budgets to meet. So how can we actually work alongside them and arrive at pricing models? which will have a win-win or a benefit to both the client and the agency. So, um, you know, the consultancy hourly model is often doubted. Do you think that's workable or it's it's too much like a <laughs> lawyer? <laughs> yeah. No, so pure time models will not work, Parul, honestly, because, you know, then the question is, you bill me for the hour, but what was the value I got of the hour? That's the question that comes up, right? So pure model based on time spent, uh, I think those will be a tough one to sell. <laughs> That's why I said you need a mix. You need a mix. You need a mix of what will be the delivery, what will be the value that you will bring to the business. You have to be able to create a pricing strategy module to do that. I'm not going to say more because I think that's going to be one of the differentiators for a lot of agencies going forward now where you have to start thinking differently and look at how do you price your services but coming to your personal journey as a communicator you you are one of 
if not the the most but definitely one of the most long standing uh you know employees of of first genesis and now of course the new version of of genesis what's your journey been yeah. like oh okay so yes i think i've been around for 28 years almost now farooq and um, genesis was well, technically my first formal job that i started work with um so i have learned pr here and i've been very fortunate to have strong mentors along the way and prema of course has been the uh, i mean the anchor for me through all these years and you know what has been always interesting when people have asked me the question of what made you stay at the same place for 28 years uh, and my response is i have done different things at every literally every four or five years i have reinvented my role at the firm and uh, a lot of that credit again goes to prema for throwing new challenges at me you know it used to be interesting uh, and i'll tell you anecdotes of it uh, so when i was 26 years of age i was sent to mumbai to set up the mumbai office of genesis now i mean today even i think oh my god a 26 year old would i trust her to set up a full fledged office independently i don't know but she did she had that trust and not only did she dispatch me but she made sure i had the right kind of support and her guidance throughout that time and the guidance of other leaders to ensure that i made a success of it right because uh, you can imagine the kind of i mean we were a one person agency and there were a lot of large agencies at that time by the way some of them don't exist anymore but there were many large agencies it wasn't that you know i, I had arrived completely in a um, uh, place where there were no other agencies so so the point is that giving the trust and then ensuring that i have the right support and the mentoring to be able to make a success of it at every stage so this was one another time when um say i used to complain maximum about talent you know that oh, i we don't have the right talent and i don't know what hr is doing so one day prema actually said so why don't you take care of it why don't you fix it you you think we need to do more so fix it and i had of course no experience of obviously hr or anything i i knew plan servicing and you had to manage clients and you to have manage teams and i took on the challenge i said okay fine let me do this and i actually moved away from client servicing it just so happened that was a time in my life where i also became a mother and i wanted to sort of uh, you know take a step back from active client servicing and so i became uh, the talent head for genesis i had to learn everything about talent from reading talking to people attending sessions so it was a lot of new learning for me and i did that role for 5 years and did a lot and including set up the school of learning and a whole lot of learning programs the benefit was i knew what the business required in terms of learning for people right what skill sets have to be put in place so i was actually able to set up a whole lot of learning programs which supported that uh, as well as create the right kind of talent structures in the organization for our future growth because that was also a time where we were growing and we were uh, we had just merged with uh, and 
had become part of WPP of Boston Mastella, and it was a time of immense growth for us. So we had to create the right kind of talent structures, practices, and so on. So that was another time. Uh, then I have to say, from there, um, uh, while we were growing, there was this big need of new business, and new business has always been one of the areas where people want to do, but are always worried about how will it work. Uh, so I jumped into that space and I did new business and marketing for uh, Genesis as well. So at various stages in my life, I was thrown a challenge. Instead of worrying about the challenge, I sort of dived straight in and I said, let me learn about it. I will figure it out as I go along. And I was very fortunate to have peers and colleagues who were always there to help and support and that is the culture of genesis and now bcw right you know that power we're always there as a community together we collaborate and we support and help each other um interestingly uh you know the competitive spirit within people while it it's there up to a certain level but collaboration and doing the best for the firm comes first and that's what really helped. And we help each other grow and, um, I guess, become successful. So the one thing I'd say is constantly learning and with an open mindset. I mean, today we talk of the growth mindset. And when I look back at my 28 years of career, I was like, oh, okay, I didn't realize it. But I was actually practicing the growth mindset <laughs> pretty much intuitively. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of that credit of having that kind of mindset goes to my mother, who was also, um, I, I mean, she was a psychoanalyst and a spiritual coach. And I, I guess I was very fortunate to have been mentored by her and the kind of mindset that she gave me right from my growing up years was, don't ever be scared of anything. Do it. You will make mistakes but you will learn. And, and the one thing she always used to say is, give it your best. Don't say try. Never say I will try. Always say I will give it my best. And then just go ahead and give it your best. Um, and when I say your best, it's whatever potential I have. So again, it's never been I have to do better than him or her. So it's never in competition to somebody else. But I have to give it my best. I have to do better than what I have done earlier. I think these are some of the learnings that have worked really well for me. And in my personal journey, this would be a standout of having a strong learning growth mindset. Thank you for, for sharing that. That's actually, Genesis is well known for the support it gives to its organization. I, I don't think I've ever yeah. come across an unhappy uh, Genesis staff, and that really says a lot. About the culture. Well, that is good. Yes, but we should not say it on the podcast. You may have some people standing up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I do end up speaking to a lot of unhappy uh, professionals, but uh, never from Genesis, I have to say that. Uh, so one one or two last quick questions. Deepshika, um, um, what is your personal uh, resilience uh, You know, tip as a leader, not just as a professional, but as a leader? Yeah, I, I think the one big thing is, um, as a leader, you don't stand alone. You know, the old world leadership parallel used to be, 
the leader is at the top of the heap and it's a lonely place uh, i believe leaders today are part of a collective group and we have to carry along the whole group together and collaborate and work together so i'd say as a if you want to be a strong resilient leader you have to learn to work in a collaborative collective manner with others uh, you as an individual i'm not going to have all the possible strengths in the world right so i have to create a group of people who bring in different strengths and who are also it's okay to admit that i don't know this and i i need to learn this from somebody else so they they also learn from each other so that for me is resilient leadership where you can put aside the i me myself and the you know this whole thing of the power of being i am being at the top of a heap actually you're not you are you are part of this collective group and how do you get a group of people with you who are driving towards the same goal and are creating an organization with the right values and with the right mindset and which wants to do the right things by its people that's wonderful that's wonderful no leader really stands alone one final question tell me one fun fact about dipika not related to pr uh, which perhaps we don't know <laughs> oh gosh okay um so i don't know how some people do know this but yes majority of people don't know this i am uh, i'm a trained indian classical dancer i did kuchipudi for 15 years so uh, it's it's sort of ingrained in me uh, i never went on to do a performance on stage i have to admit that's where i shied away finally but yes so that's one fun fact that i i've trained in indian classical dance for many many years so yeah that's why i love dancing <laughs> dancing to save my life that much as that <laughs> So that was a fun conversation with Dipshika Dharamraj, CEO of BCW India. Um, my takeaway from this conversation has been is that uh, while PR is on a on a growth uh, growth path, there are certain challenges which are which are still there. Which uh, and a lot will depend on the pricing model and what kind of really targeted services that uh, the PR industry undertakes and how they're able to partner with the client. in order to convince them about the value of uh, pr uh, dipshika's personal learnings have been uh, how to be open and how to have a growth mindset and my final uh, learning has been that if i see her breaking out into kuchipudi i'm not going to be surprised uh, by that anymore uh, yes <laughs> lovely conversation lovely having you here it was a wonderful parul thank you so much